Hello everyone, welcome to Toonami Therapy, today on September 23rd of 2022. I'm Michael. I'm Tommy. And we're here to be talking about some anime we've been watching, some of which is on Toonami. And uh, because The Amazing Race came back, we'll probably be talking about that also. But we'll always save that for the end of the podcast. So if you're just here for anime, and uh, possibly very soon some western cartoons as well, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll just always stick that at the end in case you uh, are interested in... Well, in case you're not interested in that. Yes. All right. Oh, I was just saying some Western cartoons in the future, but then I remember, oh, wait, we're watching Primal. That's Western cartoon. Yeah. Except yeah. it also just ended, so. Mm -hmm. um, well, that's about one of the best uh, transitions I can uh, actually make, possibly, to finishing Primal. Uh, yeah. I mean, to, to uh, talk, getting to episode 20, the end of Primal. So, um, we've gotten... Yeah, so we've got in Primal the final episode, like I just said, because I'm being redundant in a desperate attempt to pad out time while I try to yeah. go through all these uh, windows I have open to find the one that uh, included the episode. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, Spear, Fang, and Mira end up going back to Mira's village, and uh, they spend some time... Uh, there, Spear seems to be a little like feeling, you know, out of place, but, uh, seems to be take, um, dealing with it better than the big giant fire monster thing shows up, um, and they fight it, uh, Spear manages to kind of beat it, but gets on, um, but has to, like, end up being on fire him self and in a weird thing the monster leak seems like it's still able to fight but then it just gets pulled back into the underworld i i guess because it the guy got his revenge on spear or something that's what i've seen some people say anyway so spear's dying so um mira uh apparently decides well i'm not gonna have get another chance and they uh you know do it um <laughs> so uh and before he dies, which I'm not even sure should be physically possible in his condition, considering he's like covering in all these terrible burns. Yeah. Uh, but then it, uh, and then it just cuts forward a number of years and you see, um, I don't know if this is her official name, but some people have nicknamed the presumptive, uh, kid, uh, daughter of Spear, uh, Spear and Mira as Spira. Um, who's <laughs> kind of like riding the presumably Fang's um kids grown up and you know kind of holding a spear like spear and uh and uh, yeah and Mira's there and then the series and that's the end of the series and in case you're wondering there are no plans for a third season. Yeah, um, no plans for a third season. Uh, the the creator Jendi Tartakovsky, you know, be who you would know because right. they always say Jendi Tartakovsky's yep. or however his last name uh, names. Yeah, Jendi Tartakovsky's <laughs> Primal. Um, yeah, he said like this. This was the planned end. He said, you know, we might come back to have some more stuff about uh, Spear and Mira's uh, kid, but we, but we're there. But he didn't have any plans um, for now. So. It might return, but it's probably, but at least for now, it's planned to be the end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a funny thing is that the idea of someone uh, ha reproducing before they die, I actually once used that in a fanfic <laughs> about the Hunger Games. And uh, <laughs> so if I used it in a fanfic that means it's pretty ridiculous so i mean, that that was uh that was not what i was expecting um yeah i i feel like this so is like the sum is greater than the or the whole is uh what's the the sum of the parts uh, what what i'm trying to say is is that even though it's each episode, like I don't really like it that much, but but 
it's uh, overall it's a pretty good show. Even though I don't like most most of the episodes, I'm like ah, I don't really care for that. But then you put them all together, and it's like hey, that that actually was pretty good. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. The expression is the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Okay. <laughs> Or, I mean, there's several slightly different variations on it, but that's the base thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think, well, my general opinion was I was not that interested in the first season. I, mm -hmm. when it was on, it was just something to, you know, kill half an hour with. And honestly, a lot of times I wasn't even paying that much attention to it. Mm -hmm. Um which was which is actually which made it hard even harder to follow because since there's no dialogue you really got to be paying attention to it right. um but then the ending of the season really got me more invested in it because Mira got introduced uh we had a, a few bits of dialogue uh, yeah. and um an actual plot seemed to be starting. And then that that's what made season two work for me. We had a continuing plot, whereas most of season one wasn't. So that was a big improvement. It made me like right. interested. Okay. What's going to happen? What are they going to um, do? Uh, I, a lot of my problems though, come into this ending. It feels, it just feels kind of unnecessary to just kind of, just kill off Spear right at the end of the series for apparently no necessary narrative reason. Like, you know, the monster just shows up and it, it kills him, which, and that's another problem. I don't like the big giant fire monster thing because what happened was, remember, the Viking guy died and then he got pulled into the underworld and met some sort of weird demon or whatever who... Um, who like sent him back to earth as the big giant fiery thing to get revenge on spear. And that just felt so completely unlike the rest of the series, like mm -hmm. that level of sort of, um, I don't know if I would call of like, I guess like, uh, spirituality or fantasy or whatever you call it. Cause the rest of the series, there were some parts where, you know, it was maybe a little like that, but other than that, it was fairly, I guess, sort of down to earth and grounded you know for what it was at least that just felt like you just introduced this fantasy thing with no real apparent reason other than to just have something kill off the main character at the end yeah yeah i agree i it, it's just yeah it wasn't a good ending because it's just like they're just rushing the kill character off kind of like how they did that in Star Trek Enterprise. They had to kill off someone in the final episode just for the heck of it. And <laughs> and people didn't like it. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, there's another weird, there, there's also, this might be a more minor thing, It's but it bugs me a little. Because of the way they did it, they, Spear and Mira only have one kid. But Fang has two. And I was thinking, wouldn't that final thing have been way cooler if you had, if they had, if Spear and Mira had two kids and you had each of them riding one of like Fang's um, Tyrannosaur kids? Wouldn't that have seemed much better than one, only one of them being ridden? It just feels like it would have worked better. It it just it doesn't. It would give it better symmetry than just, hey, I'm riding this one. I the other one's just there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I feel like maybe if they needed to like, you know, have, if the goal was to like, you know, just explain, okay, this is why Spear, because otherwise it might explain, you know, why isn't Spear still going back out and hunting? The the fight could have, instead of killing him, maybe just like really wounded him. Like maybe he could lose um like an arm or something, uh you know, or something and that, and that would have kind of put an end to his fighting and stuff. I, if you had mm -hmm. done something like that, you could have basically done this. And then again, you could have had two kids for the two dinosaurs, which I just mm -hmm. think would have seemed cooler. I would have liked, I, I think you could have done that. And I think it would have worked better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, uh, 
I guess the last thing we can wonder is what in the world the I still saw some people at the end wondering, so what was the point of that primal theory episode? The 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 one you know that takes place yeah. in the nineteenth century. I I think maybe they just wanted to have fun or something. Maybe they wanted, maybe um, the scriptwriter said, come on, look, I, I need some dialogue. Give me a reason to use a tab key. Um, <laughs> but the other, um, the other option, or maybe they just didn't have enough. They decided they didn't have enough for 10 episodes. So they just threw that in as filler. I have no idea what that was about. Like, I was expecting the end of this episode would describe it, would, you know, explain it. And nope, they never got around to that. All we know is there you have it. <laughs> there you have it. Okay. So that's Primal. It was, I'll just say again, I think the second season was a very big improvement if we, uh, like, and uh, I don't know where it'll be on the end of year list, but it's definitely going to be higher because of this, the second season was much better. Um, yeah, I, I have a hard time ranking it compared to the anime. I kind of purposely didn't uh, put it in any of my top threes just because... I didn't want to mix the two, but... Well, at the end of the year, I mean, if you want, we could, like, not use it if you want to just stick with the anime um, Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to have a hard time trying to figure out where I would have ranked it had I had I been ranking it with the anime, but... Uh, okay, yeah. we'll... we'll when... Yeah, we'll see. Maybe we'll include it. Maybe we won't. And that is yep. uh, that is always my policy. Don't uh, promise um, be ambiguous. So that way, if you uh, that way, no matter what you do, you're not actually betraying people's um, like what you're not betraying what you said. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just now. I'm just suddenly remembering we've got the Batman movies to talk about, but then we've also got the other anime stuff we watched. Do you want to put the do the Batman stuff now, because in the usual order that we saw it on Toonami, or do you want to talk about the other stuff then the movies? Uh, let's talk about the other anime and then the movies. Okay. Um. So let's see. We've got. All right. We'll get into that. We got Birdie Wing episode twelve. Okay, so basically they're doing the whole uh, doubles thing and they're working as a team and they're kind of like, uh, you know, kind of training. Um, yeah, this episode, it was enjoyable, but it's also hard for me to remember exactly what things went on in it. Um, uh yeah, I I like this episode. I remember liking it. I just can't remember much about um, what exactly happened. I know that by the end of the episode, they're getting ready to go to the doubles tournament, which I I, I did like that they did some golf explanation where they explained how the alternate shot worked. That was a pretty good moment. Um, especially because, uh, as it happens right now, there, there's a golf tournament going on where they're doing doubles play. So that was pretty cool that they gave that explanation. Um, I like that this show, aside from the underground golf courses with random, <laughs> uh, you know, things aside from that, it's been a pretty good depiction of golf. And um, I thought this episode was pretty good, too. I have one uh, question, though. Um, several times in this episode, they refer to something as being like uh, 1.5. What exactly does that mean? What were they saying was one point five? I can't remember. Was I just, handicap? I, was I, it I, the handicap? I, I thought they were. It was. It was something in relation to the score. I feel. 
Um, I just I just wrote down 1.5. What does it mean to ask you? And I didn't um, know exactly. 1.5. Yeah. Um, I don't remember that in the episode, but um, if the, I don't know when golf ever even uses. Uh, Yeah, I, I I just remember they said it um on sometimes and it seemed to be about points. I was a little confused about what it meant. Um so uh but if you don't remember that's not gonna help. Yeah, I don't remember. Sorry. Okay. So, um Alright, so we got that. Then we got um the last episodes we'll probably be covering for this podcast. Uh, today's menu for the MF family episodes. Well, I suggested you only see seven and nine, but I also did watch eight. So seven, they uh, go to this water park and um, in what is definitely the best thing in the whole series up until this point, there's a part where um, uh, Saber gets into this volleyball fight against um, Lancer and Archer. And that is actually really funny. Like I was, I legitimately laughed out loud because they're still using their powers while playing friggin' bo- volleyball, and it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Then they go. Then, then of course, the second half of the episode is just about making food stuff, um, which is basically what the whole next episode is. And then the ninth one is the one with Caster, where she's uh, a oh man, what was his name? I can't remember. The person who was her master. Apparently, in this continuity, they got married, so, um, and she wanted to learn how to make something to impress him, so that's kind of, uh, so there's that. That part had some funny bits, like Saber being suspicious of Caster. Um, the weird thing, so that was the episode I mentioned. Oh, I watched this at the start, a while ago, and I liked it, and looking, re-watching again, I don't like it quite as much, but I think a lot of that is the fact that some of my enjoyment came from, oh yeah, it's from kind of it being a bit of a novelty. And once you've sat through eight episodes of this premise, it becomes less interesting. Mm-hmm. So that was the big thing there. Um, yeah, since it's kind of, I think I enjoy it a little more than you, but uh, since there's not really much to talk about and it's kind of boring, I think we're kind of going to be dropping it. Uh, yeah, I actually happened to watch episode eight just for the heck of it. Um, it was a little cute thing with the cat, but um, aside from that, um, yeah, I I just I just feel like it's so dead set on doing the whole uh, cooking thing that it kind of takes away from what could be humorous moments outside of the cooking because they have to get that cooking in. And it's like, are they trying to teach people how to cook? Or or is this just a uh, food wars type of thing, you know? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I like some parts of it. I think seeing the... The idea of seeing, oh, hey, it's the fake characters in this continuity where they're, you know, perfectly peaceful with each other. That's a good idea. It's it's an idea for a bunch of funny, uh, and you can get some funny st- ideas out of that. And there were some parts where I saw some of those funny ideas, but most of it really didn't take much advantage of it. Now, I maybe I'll check out the remaining episodes Um just to see, but uh, you, I, I do think these last few ones were an improvement, but at this point, you know, we might as well move on to something um, else. Yeah. Um, okay, and then we've got like Licorice Recoil. I keep thinking it's like Horus, but mm-hmm. it's Licorice. Um, yeah. Episode 4. Uh, let's see. So, um, let's see. Chisato finds out that Takina is wearing, like, uh, underwear that's, like, you know, more like a guy's underwear. So she insists that they get, uh, that she get, like, you know, more feminine ones. So they go shopping and just kind of do random stuff. We do get some backstory information about, uh, 
them uh, when they're at an aquarium or was a backstory before that i can't remember it's you know just them doing random stuff uh and then we do find out you know some of the which these characters actually don't get involved with uh but some bad guys try to you know um like uh, open fire at like a subway thing but the a bunch of other licorice people uh stop them and uh i actually and uh yeah and then at the end the weird hacker bad um guy that you know weird uh thing he contacts the guy behind like the terrorist group and saying hey if we work together we can take down and then the bad other bad guy like you know just like isn't interested and hangs up and decides mm -hmm. to just go his own so that was actually a, a little a bit of a subversion um for the most part though this episode was like pretty heavily on the comedy mm -hmm. uh yeah and uh i i yeah i mostly liked the episode a lot of the comedy worked i thought yeah i thought it was a funny episode i just feel like i'd rather have uh like more like that second episode which was really good and um but yeah for for an episode it was it was pretty good um i i i'm just feel like something's missing so far it's like it's close to being a good show but but it hasn't taken that next step yet so we'll see if it ever gets to where I want it to be or whether it's going to just be kind of like, okay, here's some slice of life with a little bit of combat. You know, um, I'd rather have more of the combat even because this show is already proven it can do that and still be funny, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... Uh... Actually, it's funny, they had the opportunity to, like, have more of an action thing, but, uh, then, um, Chisato's like, well, we're in civilian clothes, so we can't actually really do anything, we'll leave it to the other people, who do take care of it, but it also means that we don't get to see much of that. Yeah. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Alright. Let's see. Anything... Uh, yeah, I, I guess, um, we can move on to the Batman stuff. So, yep, Batman they, so they had two, they aired two movies, um, <clears throat> Batman Hush and Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Um, I guess we'll go in them the order they, uh, aired in, uh, and start with Batman Hush. Uh, this was an adaptation of a, uh, story in the comics, which act surprisingly, I read when it came out. This was actually during a time period where I was following Batman um, comics. Uh, so I mm. did read this whole uh, thing, although my memories of it were kind of distant. Although I did recently watch like a sort of video of someone talking some about it. So, you know, my memories were refreshed. I actually, I tried to, um, at, uh, to read between watching it and recording this podcast, the uh, comic mm -hmm. story, but um, I was only able to get a, like a, a copy of it uh, yesterday and didn't get a chance and only got, was able to read through about half of it. Um, mm -hmm. So I can't comment too much on the changes. Um, but uh, I, I guess since I seem to usually be the one to babble on more, uh, I guess I might as well ask you uh, first, what did you think of this one? Um. I I am confusing the two movies right now in my head. Could you explain just a little bit what went on in each movie, just so I know which? Um... The the first one was the one where uh that was animate that was made much more recently. So the animation was you know more recent looking. It's the one that had the stuff with Batman and Catwoman. Oh, and, right, right, right. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I liked that, the one with Catwoman. I thought that was a pretty good one. The second one kind of bored me a little bit, but I did like that first one. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to the second um, uh, in uh, uh, soon. But for this one, 
so I, so there were, so at first, the first half of this movie is a reasonable adaptation of the comic story Hush. There's some changes in it. For example, at the beginning of this animated special, Batman fights against Bane. When in the comics, it was Killer Croc. And there's mm. like a number of other changes that obviously, for the sake of it being different continuities, like what different characters are involved and such, but it follows the same general uh, story. Uh, up through the part where Batman reveals his identity to Catwoman and they get together, and then it goes in a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's like it's it like it's like comparing the original full. It's like what the original Full Metal Alchemist anime compared to Brotherhood. It just goes in. It has a different story practically midway right. through. Right. And while there were a few issues in the original story, I feel that that did it better because. Um, the identity of Hush, the, like the weird sort of like masked guy, they completely changed it. In, in uh, like the guy who it originally was, actually just he di- he in this one dies, and with no indication he was ever in with anything. There, uh, I don't know if I want, and I kind of think the original had some better stuff because it was, I guess a more interesting what happened whereas here it's just like oh it was like just as i saw someone said oh it's just a riddler going through a weird phase apparently who was <laughs> hush instead of it be actually whatever this this the comic came out like uh, over a decade ago i can um say it originally uh the tommy tommy elliott doctor in the comics he was hush the whole mm-hmm. thing was this kind of elaborate uh thing because he was a he was angry at bruce wayne because um bruce's fault because back when he was a kid he was also kind of like bruce in that you know he was heir to like some like big companies and uh, and money and stuff but where but he actually tried to have his parents killed but bruce's father saved um that other guys like uh mother so he didn't get the money so he basically kind of had a grudge against bruce so he did this whole convoluted thing to try to make him suffer and get revenge and honestly when you think about it it doesn't really make that much sense he'd go to this extent over anger of something that bruce's father did Uh but it still managed to be fun in that it involved a lot of like different batman characters and there are some interest there in this, it just takes that out, um, and I, I don't know. I, I just don't think it was as interesting of a thing. And also, they ma- I was surprised, even though they have a completely different reason for it, they still managed to make Batman and Catwoman's breakup at the end feel just as like sudden and kind of forced as in the original story. <laughs> in the original one, it's because um, she meant when they they're talking and she happens to like you know to tell him to be quiet she's saying hush not knowing that was like the bad guy's like name which makes batman like suddenly get really suspicious about um her and he's like why, why did you say that and you know and then event and you know like really like literally grabbing her um over it and you know she's saying well you know maybe and then it's she's kind of like saying well you'll need to learn to trust more if we're going to be like together and that's kind of the end in this one um Batman's trying to save the Riddler and she's and won't leave and uh is trying to pull him up and she just says screw this and cuts the rope to make him leave and uh that's it although even more confusingly is when Batman expresses you know sadness over him dying and then she's all angry it's like well, why are you sad he was all bad and stuff and I'm thinking he's Batman you know that's how he operates I can understand some frustration over, you know, I guess, like, trying to save the bad guy in the case like that. But why would you get upset about him feeling bad about the bad guy dying? I don't know. (laughs) That was just weird. I'm just kind of... So, yeah, I... I liked it. I thought it was pretty good for a lot of it. And then once it veered off... I did not like it as much. It the pacing seems like it got worse, and 
I remember you mentioned to me that they're like, it felt like they had gone a long time without any like real action stuff. Whereas yeah. you earlier on, it was, it managed to better balance it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it was okay. I just wish, I guess maybe they wanted to change it so that people would be surprised by the fact it was different. But unfortunately, in doing so, they cut out my absolute, um, fa one of my favorite uh, lines from the thing, uh, where I actually want to say it because I love this um, bit. So in the original comic, like I said, Hush was that Thomas Elliot guy, but the Riddler was actually behind all of it, you know, getting um, Thomas Elliot to, like, you know, do all this stuff. And the whole thing was just because he wanted to prove how smart he was to everyone. Because he managed to figure, and because he managed to figure out, you know, Bruce Wayne was Batman. So he's, when he and Batman are talking, and he tells him, he's like just saying, I'm just going to read this out loud and I'm sorry if that, if that if maybe you're, maybe this is not going to sound as cool as I think it is, but where he's just explaining, riddle me this, who is that under Batman's mask? And now the world is my oyster, right? Bruce. And then Batman says, what time is it when an elephant sits on a fence? And the Riddler says, what? And Batman says, what time is it when an elephant sits on a fence? And the Riddler says, time to get a new fence. Everyone knows that one. It's worthless. So Batman says, that's why I have nothing to fear from you. You had to tell Elliot, but no one else. Not even Clayface when he was playing Robin. I know you, Edward Nigma, maybe better than you know yourself. Riddles are your compulsion, your addiction. And a riddle that everyone knows the answer to is worthless. And then, you know that internet meme, like, picture of that guy who kind of, you know, holds up his finger to object and then lowers it? The Riddler literally does that. And uh, then Batman also points out some other stuff where he says, you know, Rosal Gull is looking for the person who uh, uses Lazarus um, pit and, like, threatens to mention that to him if, uh, if you know, he does go public with his identity because that would put a bunch of people against him. And But yeah, I don't know. I just really like that exchange where Batman just points out, well, yeah, you can't, but if you tell everyone who I am, then you won't be, then I, it won't be a riddle anymore. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know if you like that or not, but uh, maybe it worked better for me, but yeah, that thing's gone, so. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't bad. It was uh, pretty good. Um, yeah. I don't really have any faults with it. Yeah, I, I think maybe my issues with it are the original. I don't mind it going in a different direction. I just don't think the direction it went was as interesting as the original. Anyway, so we've got that. Then we'll go to Batman Mask of the Phantasm, uh, which was a really weird one to... Watching it right after Batman Hush felt really awkward, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Um, this was the one where, uh, because, I mean, both of them, we've got all this stuff with a possible, with a romance between him and Catwoman, and then we suddenly go to this other thing where the whole plot is about this romance from his past and her showing up and stuff and, uh, all that other, um, stuff, um. I feel like this movie, much more than the first, was really hurt by the commercial breaks. Mm -hmm. Like a yeah. lot of a lot of times when it seemed like it was like you know building stuff and going someplace, and then would just be well commercial um break uh, I um and you know just ruin all the stuff it was uh, building while you waited, especially a part where it's in the middle of a flashback and it goes to a commercial break and then it comes back and I had forgotten it was a flashback. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that was confusing because I was like, wait a minute, is, is this happening now or before? And they interrupted it with the commercial break, which like completely threw me off, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I think that really hurt it. But still, I got some enjoyment out of this. This was kind of like a thing for Batman the Animated Series. I feel like it probably works a bit better if you're more familiar with that 
series because it does focus a bit on, you know, some of his backstory and stuff that was interesting. And uh, I don't think it... Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, the Joker was funny in this. Um, Mark, Mark Hamill does a good Joker, I think. Mm -hmm. I didn't... I, I couldn't recognize his voice, actually. So he... He obviously has a good range of voices, given that I didn't recognize him in this. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he did. I, what else did he do? I'm just suddenly looking. Oh, he was Ozai in Avatar? Wow, that's a very different voice from either of these, um, from either Luke or uh, the Joker, from what I remember. I'm surprised he hasn't done more voice. He hasn't, um, like, done a lot more voice acting. He he clearly does have quite a bit of um, range. No, I'm looking at it. There are a bunch of stuff he's um, done, so, okay. Um, anyway, yeah, uh... I, th I did like this one more than the first, uh, but I do feel some of that is the fact that I had in I had endearment for it because I watched the original um, series and all and I kind of had some better memories of when I saw it before. So the the constant commercial breaks didn't hurt it as much for me as I think it might have if it was my first time watching it. Yeah. Um so what what did you think of it? I don't know. I was kind of bored by this mm. one. Yeah. It it definitely is a much less action um oriented one. It's more it's not even like it's that it's not action. It's just that it's a more I guess personality based one. And it's the sort of thing I think probably works better if you're not even not, not necessarily if you're familiar with the Batman, the original series, Batman, the animated series, the original one. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I enjoyed it. I, it just feels there's less to say about it because it's older and a lot of people have, um, seen it. I, mm -hmm. I, I remember, you commenting about how uh, the phantasm looks like the ghost of Christmas future. And then the Joker actually says that in the show. Yeah, yeah that was funny. Um, yeah. Uh, just less to say about this one, I guess I, I probably spent too much time on, on the hush one, just talking about changes, but uh, yeah, so that was that. Um, I I did like this one more, but again, that might have been my circumstances. So, yeah, I uh, just wish they. I wish these didn't hadn't gone so late. Yeah, yeah, because I was falling asleep by the end. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I guess one thing I would say is um, I liked it, but there are definitely some parts that are a little silly when you look at it. Like when he's trying to run away from the police as Batman, and he manages to, you know, uh, fool them with a decoy and runs off. And then he meets, uh, I can't remember what her name was, the uh, the woman who he was in a relationship with previously manages to save him. And he gets into a car and they leave. And apparently that's how he just gets away from the police. They are unable to follow a car. It, it, it's just like that's apparently it and i'm just like really that that's all you have to do to escape <laughs> there's also the fact that it honestly looks like in several times the phantasm has the ability to like make the smoke stuff appear but then there's like at least two times where it doesn't seem like it's just a distraction it seems the phantasm just straight up uses it to teleport Like they're they're just suddenly not there somehow, which mm. doesn't really in a few cases. But yeah, otherwise I thought it was good. Um, I I I'm kind of I'm despite my issues with Hush, I I am glad that we watched both of them. Yeah. Okay. Oof. So there we go. I guess we uh before we drop into Amazing Race, uh we can give our top threes of uh the 
four shows we watched, if you count yeah. Primal. Yeah, well, I don't count Primal, so that means that today's menu for the Emia family comes in third place for its first ever appearance on this list. Licorice Recoil is second place, and Birdie Wing finishes in first. I think I would put, yeah, I'd do something similar. Birdie Wing first, Licorice Recoil. I would put Primal in third um, place, but, you know, I guess if that doesn't count, you could put Amia Family there instead, but I'll, I'll mm -hmm. stick with Primal there. All right, so that's been our anime uh, discussion stuff. Um, since we are dropping uh, today's menu for the Amia Family, uh, we do have a replacement, and it's a, Little bit of an odd one. Do you want to talk yep. about it? Yeah, so the show is called Scooby's All Star Lap Olympics, and it's a show from the 70s that uh, has all kinds of characters from the Hanna Barbera cartoons competing in different events. And like the 60s characters are the Yogi Yahoo's and the 70s characters are the Scooby Doobies. And then they came up with a whole bunch of mostly original characters for the really Roddens, who are the bad guy team. So those three teams compete. I watched a ton of this when I was a kid, but it has been so long that I don't remember much at all. Except for a couple of episodes. There's probably a couple of episodes I remember. But um, yeah, it's been a very long time since I've watched this. And I just got into the mood that I want to watch this again. So I'm inviting you on to this journey to try to see what it was like. And maybe compare it to... Uh, animation of 50 years later you know hmm. it, it ought to be interesting to see but we'll find out okay so yeah we'll be trying that yeah i didn't know yeah i'm looking at it the um well i, I when you were mentioning that i'm looking it up yeah a lot of those uh the villain characters were um original characters which is a little surprising to me it's saying um yeah some were like based on other characters, but most, but they weren't exactly, you know. Yeah, I same. like it's, it, it mentions Dread Bear, and it says original, and it says, Bear's a strong resemblance to Dick Dastardly, who is revealed to be his twin brother in the comic book Laugh Olympics number 13. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, we'll be checking that out and, uh, seeing how it works. Yeah, that's, that's a kind of older one. I don't think I ever, I don't remember ever watching, um, it, uh, though. I don't know if it, uh, do you remember what channel it aired on when you watched it? Because I assume you weren't like around, as far as I know, you weren't around in the seventies to watch it. <laughs> Um, it was originally on ABC. No, um, I mean, when, was, what, what channel oh, when did you I watch watched it? it? I'm sorry. I watched it on Cartoon Network. Okay. Yeah, that's. I did watch a bunch of stuff on Cartoon Network, but I don't remember watching this. Uh, I feel like around that, when I was a young kid, like really young, the thing that I watched the most was that uh, hour-long the new Scooby-Doo movies. Mm -hmm. I, I watched a crazy ton of that. That's the one where it had like the Scooby and the gang meet the Harlem Globetrotters, the Three Stooges, Batman and Robin, the Adams Family, mm -hmm. <laughs> all kinds of like characters, fictional and some of them being real. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so yeah, we'll be checking that out. Um, uh, unless I guess uh, there's some sort of technical thing and I'm unable to actually watch it on Boomerang, which I'll be uh, checking out for this. And mm -hmm. that will be it for now, I guess. Um, oh, oh, yeah, uh, for, in terms of anime animation, we've still got our Amazing right. Race stuff. Right. Okay, and that's where we'll leave off with that.
Okay, Amazing Race. So, uh, premiere of it. So, I'm going to be honest about this. Uh, due to a number of things, I was kind of pretty distracted when watching it. I'd say I was half paying attention, but it really was more like a third. <laughs> so, uh, if you were to tell me that if at some point a giant octopus showed up, I wouldn't be able to disbelieve you. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of this is going to have to go on um, you. Did you have any special comments you wanted to make? Well, I thought it was interesting. You had uh, a former NFL coach competing, Rex Ryan. Like, whenever I saw him, I was, like, totally shocked. I was like, what's he doing here? And um, I, I, was ex I was fully expecting him to be the first one out because that's kind of how it works with reality shows. Anytime there's a, a big, big name person they usually end up as one of the earliest people to leave but surprising it wasn't him and surprising also that they've eliminated the non-elimination leg and that means that there will be no more of those stupid uh moments whenever it's like well you know you you came in last but we're giving you a second chance just for the heck of it. I'm glad they aren't doing that this season for the first time ever. I always thought that was a cheap thing because it really wasn't fair. You, you, you get lucky and, you know, so I, I like the fact that they aren't doing that this season. Maybe other people won't like that, but... Um, yeah, that's what I thought about that. I I kind of liked it because it would give you it would always give you a little more suspense at the end to wonder, okay, is this a non-elimination leg? Does this is this it for this team or is there a possibility they might stick around? They also mm -hmm. it also feels like they um usually had a non-elimination leg in any legs where there's a challenge that had a heavy luck emphasis on it, like um the one before where they, you know, had to look under all those rocks, rocks and stuff. Right, like right. there's obviously some strategy and skill there, but a lot of it is still luck. Um, yeah. So they, there were all, so it usually seemed that when they had tasks like that, they would have those be non-elimination uh, legs. Um, or at least that's how it seemed to me. Um, but yeah, that is a notable change. Um I'm going, I, I wonder why they did it. It's pa, my guess is there, because of the number of teams, they would usually have, because, um, because there's, uh, they say it every time and I can never remember how many, um, uh, teams there I actually are. this time. Yeah, 12. Yeah. yeah, is it is that the usual number or are the previous ones? I remember done it there different? being eleven. I think there were eleven in the past. This time there are twelve. Let me check. Oh yeah, there were eleven last um time. Okay, <laughs> so I guess they bumped up the number of teams to make up for the non-elimination legs. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it, even then it is still a reduction in length, so that makes the season shorter. So I guess. Maybe because they still do have to deal with some level of COVID stuff, they maybe wanted to like not have as many legs. They wanted to shorten it a little. Mm -hmm. uh, so that might have been a motivation. Uh, the other big change this one is they mention about, and I don't think they've done this before. They might have. There are a lot of seasons I didn't see, but I don't remember them having what they call like a scrambled leg where you can do them in any order. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. It says that I don't know how many other legs that will uh, be in though. Oh, it mm -hmm. also, it also says they got rid of uh, the, um, Oh yeah. There's no U-turns this season either, at least according to the thing I'm looking at. So that's a nice thing they got rid of also. Mm -hmm. yeah other than that I don't have too much to say I think the 
for some the character the ones that I remembered the most were um the the uh Derek and Claire because they're the you know designated hey we were on a reality show now we're on this reality show mm-hmm. um yeah they were on Big Brother I think it was mm-hmm. and I think they got together on that and then they're uh here it's kind of it feels like they're trying maybe they're trying for another Robin Amber yeah they pushed that those two so hard. They were on multiple Amazing Race things. They had CBS had a special about their that they aired about their wedding. Yeah, there was that. Uh, also, the uh, like the separate the long lost twin sisters. That was kind of interesting. Other than that, not too much to really say about. Like I said, I uh, next week I I hope I will be able to better pay attention it's just a bunch of stuff happened and i was having to do some stuff while right. watching um and then i didn't really get a chance to uh, try to rewatch it later so yeah mm-hmm. so, sorry all that build up for amazing race discussion and that's what we got mm-hmm. okay any uh final comments no that's pretty much it all right so we'll see you next week for the regular tsunami stuff coming, uh, housing complex C, which they, man, they advertised at a lot, uh, last week. Uh, I don't think that doesn't come this week. They're having a primal rerun and, uh, I think it begins the week after that. Which episode of primal are they selling? You know, that's an interesting question. I, I, as soon as I said there, uh, there's a rerun, I suddenly thought, okay, so what is that? Um, what what is that rerun then? So let me take a quick um look to see if I can find out what it is. I'm gonna guess it's probably primal theory. <clears throat> uh let's see. Um looking it up. It says it's prime yep, it says it's primal theory. Mm-hmm. I I mean it is the stand I guess it is. It's the only real episode of the season you can show just by itself, so... Right, yeah. Yep, so we'll try that next... So we'll, uh... Well, we won't really be covering that next week, probably, but we'll have our other the other stuff, and we'll see how Laugh Olympics works out. Yep. See you next time. Bye, me.